Welcome to Reality Roots with me, your host, Hillary. Hey guys, I missed you. I really did. Are you guys all doing okay? I'm doing okay. I wish I could have got this out sooner. It wasn't lack of motivation. I promise. I've been obsessed with this episode that I found. Guys, we cracked open the vault. Somebody started posting uh, some pretty old episodes of things. There's a couple like Phil Donahue's, I think, that popped up. I'm a little... There's a bit of ick that goes with it. A little bit, to be honest. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, I mean, you know, the, the Lord giveth and he mostly gaveth this week. So... Uh, Jenny Jones, December 1992, young teenage girls dating older teens. Get ready for an episode I would call Nobody is Right and Every Statement is Questionable, at least questionable. It it was a bit of a slow build like I picked this episode as like wow 1992 I didn't even know Jenny Jones was. I didn't know there was a a pre-Jenny Jones Jenny Jones right like when I look for episodes of Jerry I have to like look at the set and the intro and stuff and kind of make sure that it's like bef- the era before they fully like leaned into the joke and I thought Jenny Jones just lived in the joke but apparently Jenny Jones also had a pre- in on the joke era. <laughs> um, I would call it her Murphy Brown era, actually. I've never seen Jenny in this look before, but it, it fit. It fit her better than like the mean girls kind of way that they do her up because she's not, I don't want to say she's an old lady. She's probably like in her 30s. Uh, but she's <laughs> she's not in high school, which is, I feel like, kind of how they try to style her on the version two Jenny Jones. But this was a real, this was a real Murphy Brown look. <laughs> look. It was like a men's suit. It had this ugly red and gold vest with like, oh, what do you call it? I want to say licorice. That's not right. Twill? Is it twill? <laughs> Do people still have twill? I'm sure it's twill. Uh, it had oh, it was gross. Uh, it had like a white collared shirt, and then like a tie that was tucked into the vest. I feel like the tie had some kind of like. <laughs> uh, I want to say steampunk, but it's not steampunk. I don't know. It's just like a an ugly old timey tie clip, I guess was like her hair was like way on the side part very swoopy on top and then it was curled under at the bottom it it just it's really far from where we ended up when I picture Jenny I picture her with all her little curls piled on top of her head like she's going to grade 8 grad in like a pale yellow power suit from Banana Republic <laughs> what I think of Jenny Jones this was a stronger look it was more dated I mean you can't possibly look at it and not see Murphy Brown but what are you gonna do now this Murphy Brown Jenny Jones she 
I don't know. She they they did a thing. <laughs> they did a thing with this show. It's a lot again. It's a lot different from where we ended up, which was more like a God. I don't know. Just throw every fucking piece of shit onto the stage at the same time and hope nobody looks at anything too closely. Um, this was more of like a slow build and I started it and I was like, oh, this might be boring. Sometimes I worry I'm not going to have anything to talk about as if that would ever be a fucking problem in my life. And so far, so good. Anyway, by the end, I was transfixed. Like I was like, oh my, I was, I was like, this is fucking television like this is so good and she didn't she didn't tell us it was coming we didn't have any like flashy sound bites or anything it just was like this slow build until the end where I was like oh fuck what's gonna happen next not happen I guess nothing happened nothing ever happens but it it was it was entertaining I was entertained highly entertained by the end slow build I guess but it was good it was worth it I'm so excited. I'm I do feel bad, guys. I am sorry to take like a I'm hoping I got this one out in less than a month. Only time will tell because it's in progress in this moment. So I obviously don't know when it's going to be posted. But I'm really hoping that it'll be less than a month from my last one. It's really there's always a point at some point where I'm like, I could really get this going and then something happens and I can't. So I am sorry. It's not for lack of wanting or lack of motivation. I just hope you guys know that. If it were up to me, I would talk to you guys every single day. It's just not the world or the reality that I live in. All right, let's dive in. Jenny tells us if you have a daughter or plan to have a daughter, <laughs> like you can plan for that uh, anytime in your lifetime, pay attention to this show. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad she caught such a large demographic there. Have a daughter or plan to have a daughter anytime in your life. Up first, Tammy Woodard, who is the mom, is here with her daughter, Danielle. I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm not going to bury the lead here. I we got full first and last names in classic 1992 oops we didn't know better fashion uh despite that I looked and it didn't help me at all I maybe I'm not maybe I'm not as good as I think I am at finding people on Facebook that's probably true but also these I mean they're fairly common names (laughs) is the problem that's one problem uh I don't know where these people are from. Like, I know where some of the other people are from, but I don't know even really what state these people are from. So that doesn't really help me at all. Um, And it's uh, 2023 now, and most people have fucking privacy settings on their Facebook, like normal people. So even if I maybe could have found them, I still didn't find them because it's all private, private, private. Uh, Danielle is 12 years old and she is dating John who is 17 years old and right away the audience is not into this. Tammy's up there dressed like a Tammy in a full Tammy getup. Not a bang in sight. All her hair is teased up and back in one of those really ugly 90s big on top hair kind of styles. Almost kind of like 
Overweight Gozor. Gozor? Gozor from Ghostbusters. Uh, when it looks like a lady, but like before it becomes the giant marshmallow. <laughs> It'd be fucking rude if I said overweight marshmallow man. Um, <laughs> it's like a bigger, a bigger size, a plus size Gozer. Um, but it's less spiky. The hair, I mean, is less spiky. It's more rounded edges. She has like a white turtleneck, a long gold necklace under a large Kelly green blazer. She has paired this with a long, high-waisted violet or bluey purple. I think it had violets on it, so we'll call it a violet blue. Uh, very busy floral print skirt. It was it was a look. Uh, a black black flat with a possible possible low heel. <laughs> it might have been a flat. A uh, possible low heel with a peekaboo toe. Do they do peekaboo toes still? How ugly. I remember always feeling like, do I want to get a pedicure just for half of one big toe <laughs> to be exposed? No. But could I wear without getting a pedicure? No. I don't like shoes that require a lot of self-care <laughs> for myself. I'm not into that. Uh, Danielle looks like a 14-year-old Elizabeth Berkeley. Not 12. She's 12. I realize she's 12. She looks like she's older. I'm sure Elizabeth Berkeley also looked older than her actual age. But anyway, she's got that kind of look. It's like a teased hair, a bit of a swoopy bang, but it's like kind of teased up and across. Uh, she's got a men's... I have to tell you, this set of three really... I don't know if they planned their outfits. <laughs> but remember, Tammy was in a gray, white, and violet... Uh, Danielle is in like a men's green. It's, it's a couple shades darker of a green than Tammy's though. Uh, it's a button up shirt with black leggings, uh, black tights or socks or something going on and a black flat. John, I almost missed this guys. I'm so sorry. I rewatched it a million times and thank fucking God that I do because on this very last rewatch, I realized that John has a mullet. I almost missed a mullet. It took me almost a month to get this episode out, and I still almost missed a mullet. I'm so sorry, guys. That's so embarrassing. He's got... It's just... We don't see him from the side a lot. That's my only excuse, but I apologize. It's bushy. It's biggish on top. He's got like a 17-year-old going for it, but not quite yet little baby stash. And then he's got a blue button-up shirt with a skinny, darker blue tie. So between them, Tammy's in green and violet blue. Danielle's in green. John's in blue. Very cutesy, cutesy, matchy, matchy, eh? Jenny tells us that two weeks ago, mom, Tammy, caught John and her daughter, Danielle, in his truck. And the audience gives it a, ooh, so Jenny Jones asks Danielle to confirm that she knows she doesn't look 12. Mm. <laughs> she says it like this. She says, Danielle, you know you don't look 12, right? Okay. 
I guess. How would she know that? She's 12. <laughs> Jenny asks a lot of dumb, stupid questions. The thing is, she doesn't come off as, as harsh as she does in the, I don't know, Jenny 2.0 episodes. But I don't know. It's kind of like you're you're either a bitch or you're really dumb. It's it's not full bitch yet. It's in the kind of gray area where it's like you might be stupid, but also you're dressed like Murphy Brown. So you can't be that stupid, right? Anyway, she says it's like the prosecutor that like acts stupid, I guess is kind of I think that's Jenny's MO. She asks Danielle when Danielle started dating. <laughs> Danielle's like, well, it's not that I've been dating. I've been going out with boys since kindergarten. We get a Chiron under Danielle that says 12 is going steady and having sex. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> sorry, so she says she's been going out with boys since kindergarten, but it hasn't been like a thing going out, like going places, obviously, because you were in grade one. How would you get places? But I've had boyfriends since kindergarten. Jenny says, so you've always been with boys. <laughs> At what point did it become from, like, children to, like, a grown-up relationship? And Danielle's, like, 12. Well, like, basically now, or however long she's been with this John character. Obviously, it's still not, Jenny, you idiot. Like, obviously, it's not a grown-up relationship still. She's 12. Jenny's, like, okay. Jenny's like, when did you start, say, kissing boys, for example? And Danielle's like, when I met him. Danielle's very pretty, and she laughs off a lot of this, but she looks really fucking uncomfortable. Just embarrassed. I'm like, it is embarrassing. I don't know, the whole thing is weird. Jenny's like, okay, John, you're 17. So, Danielle, this is the first boy you've ever kissed? Mm Mm-hmm. And Jenny's like, she's not saying much. What do you want her to say? She's 12. She's embarrassed. Jenny's like, exact. She's like, okay, John, to put it bluntly, why don't you go out with someone your own age? John's like, well, normally I do. It's just, well, I was getting out of a relationship and she was there for me and we just got really close and I ended up liking her better than anyone else. She treats me better than other girls my age. And Jenny's like, okay, but you're 17. Okay, tell me what was going on in the truck. And uh, John and the audience laughed and yell nervous laughs. John's like, well, she was in a hyper mood that night. And Jenny's like, what the fuck does that mean? John's like, oh, she was, I kind of knew though. She was in a hyper mood. Jenny, you know what that means. She was wild. And John's like, well, she was really acting crazy. You know, I dropped her off and she went upstairs and... Oh, it's too boring. I can't... Okay, the thing is, I was so excited about this episode, I think I took a lot of verbatim notes, and now I kind of regret it. To paraphrase this... Paraphrase, I'm already making it take longer. Uh, So he... Whatever. She was in a weird, crazy, hyper mood, I guess, and then he dropped her off, and she went upstairs, and she was like, hey, mom and dad, I'm home, hi. And then she went back downstairs, and she was like, okay, I have to clean the kitchen, Uh, But then, instead of cleaning the kitchen, they went outside, and one thing led to another, and before you know it, here comes Tammy knocking on the window of the truck. (laughs) And and, and John's like, I thought, oh god, (laughs) he face palms with his awkward, too big of a 17-year-old hand, (laughs) because it's not proportionate yet, because he ain't full grown. 
Tammy says she's caught them before, though. And also that she heard him say, as part of this moment, I told you we should have kept the window open so we could hear her coming. Gross. Tammy is sitting with her ankles crossed and her hands folded in her lap with really good posture. I just want to point that out. She's a very prim and proper lady. You can tell. Ladies used to... Uh, it's not good breeding. It's not good breeding. It's just good manners. People used to have manners. Uh, Jenny's like, you had gone out to the truck twice? I don't understand Oh, she's asking Tammy. I took two detailed of notes, y'all. Tammy says, well, his father called, I guess. So if you recall the other story, they, they went up, they went down, they were home, they went out. Uh, his father called. His curfew's at 10, and Danielle came in to say goodnight. I thought it was exactly that, that she was going to bed. And we get a Chiron under Tammy here, too. Her 12-year-old daughter is sexually active. Anyway, (laughs) she goes on. And then his father called at 10.30 and asked, is John here? And I said, no, he left here at 9.30 when he dropped Danielle off. Well, he's not home. And his father worries that things happened to him. So I said, well, let me go check. And I looked out the back door and I could have sworn I seen some movement in the truck. And I called out, but no one answered. So I thought, I know I see something moving, like a head bobbing. (laughs) Tammy motions with her hand parallel to like her hand is parallel to the ground above her lap going up and down <laughs> oh that's so gross oh she says she put on her coat so she wasn't that shocked because she took time to put her coat on she went out and she looked in the back window and there they were and she knocked on the fender of his truck and he looked up he turned sheet white i stared him to death I don't know what that means. I stared him to death. Told him, your father's on the phone. Go talk to him. And he did. My daughter, meanwhile, brazen as she is, gets out of the car, takes her sweet time putting her clothes back on like it's no big deal. I went back in the house and he was off the phone. I told him to get the fuck out. And her father came down. We talked to him and we, her, I think they both talked to her. We told her she couldn't see him anymore, or we'd press statutory rape charges against him. Okay, this is where the verbatim's going to be good, okay? I promise. <laughs> because it's just like, is that, there were so many times, I was like, oh, this will be a boring episode. And then someone would say something, and I'd be like, oh. And then someone would say something else, and I'd be like, oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> Everything that people said at a certain point started to get dicey (laughs) so uh this was kind of the first one of those where she's like and we both told her she couldn't see him anymore or we'd press statutory rape charges against him of course she didn't know that we wouldn't and jenny's like well why why wouldn't you (laughs) yeah why wouldn't you tammy's like because john even though he did make this mistake he's part of the family we love him and it wasn't just john's fault Danielle had something to do with it also. If she chose to throw her morals out the window, any boy is going to do it if given the chance. And I was like, oh, Tammy, no, 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 no. Gross. (laughs) Jenny's like, oh, Jenny asks, I can't really tell to who if, she says, is is this your first sexual activity? And John says, no. 
Tammy says, well, she told me that they didn't go all the way and that they never had. John told me different. I have to admire him. (laughs) He came the next day and faced me, which I don't think a lot of boys would have done because I have a bad temper. (laughs) And uh, I don't know. Jenny's asked John why he did that. And John's like, well, I couldn't lose Danielle like that. I love her. I don't think, for the record, I don't necessarily think that John is like a, a capital P predator. I think he's very misguided and kind of stupid and 17. That's not the same as necessarily being a predator. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's a great choice. I'm just saying, oh my God, the return of the sump pump. Anyway, I got interrupted by my sump pump, so I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, I'm I don't I don't think he's like I don't I don't necessarily think that John's gonna grow up to be like fucking Jared from Subway, but it's obviously it's a bad choice. It's a bad choice. It's a bad choice. It's a bad choice. choice. He's seventeen, okay. But at the same time, Danielle is twelve, and that's not the same as seventeen. And I don't. I think we all... I don't think I have to explain to you guys why I think Tammy's batshit insane for saying that some of this is Danielle's fault. Because I think Danielle is probably least at fault in all of this. Like, by necessity. Because she is a child. Child. A minor child. Oh, God. This is gross. Tammy's like... And she told me that night she was crying and she said, I promise I won't do it again. Like, I believe that. And she told me John is the only thing that matters to me. Please don't take him. And it's hard as a mother. Take something away from your child because of a mistake. So Jenny's like, okay, so have you stopped them from seeing each other? And Tammy's like, no, they are completely supervised. They are not out of the house alone. They're going to have to earn my trust back, but that will take time. Jenny asks, like, well, okay, Danielle, so what went through your head when you heard your mom knocking on the door? And Danielle's like, I thought I was going to (laughs) die. She's like, everyone kind of laughed. And she's like, it scared me real bad. Tammy's like, I'd been, oh, God, sorry. I just, it's like, it's coming back in waves to me. What happened? It's just horrifying. Tammy says, I've been threatening to take her out to our family doctor. And up until the time John came, which was what? Your show is on at one. So it was probably like 1230. I was like, yeah, that's a perfect level of mom detail like nobody cares what time it was that's so irrelevant I was telling you glad we took the time to figure that out relative to what time Jenny Jones is on I was trying I was telling her we're going god damn it Tammy you keep sucking me into this I was telling her we were going to oh well I better not say his name and Jenny's like no don't say his name and she's like well I was telling her we were going to the doctor and he could, the doctor, that's what she was going to say, the name of the doctor. Just say the doctor, you weirdo. Um, And he can tell me if you're still a virgin or not. What? (laughs) Tammy, gross. A, B, I don't think he can. Gross. Tammy goes on to say, I'd agreed to pay her $2,000 on her wedding night if she was still a virgin. (laughs) what what happened Tammy like what happened that's not I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're trying to prevent your daughter from making bad choices 
But I don't think a $2,000 payout on her wedding night is the way to do it. That's all. Well, she says, well, she was swearing that she was, and she started crying hysterically. And I think the audience is like a little bit of like, well, what the fuck is happening? And she's like, my other daughter's very happy though, because now she gets Danielle's money too. I was like, yeah, good luck with that. I don't think anybody's getting this money straight up. I remember there was a girl in high school that I went to high school with. Um, and her parents paid her to go to school and I don't think she finished I remember in high school being like what the fuck like it was like a significant amount of money I think I think it was I want to say it was like $20 a day or or maybe it was $20 a week but I'm I think it was $20 a day and I don't think it worked out (laughs) to be honest that wasn't really the most motivating thing. Jenny asks Tammy if he if she also tried to bribe John too, and John's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Tammy's like, Tammy says, actually, at one point after I finished talking to him, I took him and Heather and her boyfriend, and was like, who the fuck is Heather? <laughs> like, did you also take Danielle, your daughter? Because <laughs> you didn't mention them at all down to Planned Parenthood for a group session. (laughs) Like, that's really awkward. It's awkward to go with your mom to Planned Parenthood for a group session. It's awkward to go with your girlfriend's mom to a group session at Planned Parenthood. It's awkward as a couple to go with someone that you're not blood-related to at all. (laughs) Like a separate adult. Go with them to a Planned Parenthood group session. It all sucks gross well this this planned parenthood group session was on birth control she says which i knew he'd be protecting her because we don't find out why but jenny says well because you gave them condoms and tammy says yes when i saw there was more than hand holding going on i told them i raised you this way this is my belief i know it's hard to say no and if you don't have the common sense to say no at least have the common sense to use these. Finally, Tammy said something that made some kind of fucking sense. I don't... I guess I kind of get it both ways, but Tam, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Jenny, I feel like a lot of people are coming down hard on her for supplying these condoms. And I don't think that was the worst. I don't think that's Tammy's biggest problem. <laughs> Put it that way. Uh, she, she said something that I, I honestly haven't stopped thinking about. For no reason. It's so stupid. But she says, well, I wanted to make sure we had the right... By we, she means, like, her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend and her. I guess we had the right kind of condoms with the... I wrote... I just wrote purely off of what I heard. Minoxolo. It wasn't that. I think I I really looked it up. And I think it was Ninoxyl something. Ninoxolone lining in it. I looked it up because I didn't know what it meant. And the way they were going on about this, I, and it's 1992, so I figured it had something to do with AIDS. But all I could really find is this, like, um, spermicide. I think it was nano, nonoxalone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, spermicide. And then it actually said that it kind of was worse for AIDS. <laughs> like, or no, I don't know, that it might let some of the aids through the condom. <clears throat> I'm a doctor, so 
That's perfect. I'm not a doctor. Don't listen to anything. I don't know. Wear whatever condoms you want. Uh, know the limitations of what your choice is, I guess. Jenny's like, but she's 12 years old. <laughs> Tammy's like, yeah, but you know, I'd rather have her 12 and not a virgin than 12 and dead. <laughs> I was like, ah, Tammy, I was with you for one second, but like, that didn't make any sense. I'd rather have her 12 and not a virgin than 12 and dead. I was like, what? What do you think he's going to fuck her with? Like, what the fuck? 12 and dead and then I I thought she meant AIDS but I was like I don't think AIDS is going to take her out that quick first of all um I I don't I mean she'd still be not a virgin she'd just also be dead it didn't make sense it didn't make sense to me Jenny Jones very much leading the witness says well Danielle when you got these condoms what did you think and Danielle's like well I didn't exactly think it was okay like there's a lot uh, let me summarize some of it because I feel like I'm already pretty far into this relative to how far I am down the notes Danielle and John are both pretty clear about being like we understood that she didn't want us to have sex but that she wanted us to use them if we were going to have sex and people keep being like oh, but, like, didn't you feel like it was giving permission? And both Danielle and John, I feel like at least a couple times, are like, no, we understood. (laughs) Like, we understood the spirit of it. Uh, Which was good. I think that's good. Jenny, I mean, good that they gave that messaging of, like, no, we are not stupid. Like, we're 12 and 17. We understood the words she said. And we didn't feel that it was giving us permission uh jenny's oh now we get into a really gross weird like priest kind of situation this is problematic i was like oh this this is just problematic to put on tv it's problematic to have somebody else talking about this i don't like this this felt not even exploitative like i don't know if that's it a good enough word and honestly this is where I started to suspect the reason that the this episode was specifically uploaded so late or maybe why it had been held on to for so long which made me feel all kinds of ick and that's as close as I'm gonna get to talk about that so Jenny Jones goes into this like so Danielle why do you have sex? I was like, Jenny, do you think she's a fucking philosophy major now? Why does anyone have sex, Jenny? Like, you know that that's a fucking stupid question. Danielle's like, I don't know. And she, like, shrugs with nervous laughter. What do you want her to say? Come on. <laughs> Jenny's like, can you tell me about the first time you had it? And Danielle's, like, laughing with her hand on her face. She whispers, oh, God, it's so uncomfortable. Like, that's not okay. It's gross. Jenny's like, can you tell me where you were? Danielle's like, my mom doesn't even know that. And Jenny's like, well, at this point, I don't know if it makes a lot of difference where you were. Well, then why are you fucking asking, Jenny? You're right. It doesn't make a difference. Oh, my God. Danielle's like, this is a back and forth between Danielle. Okay, I'll do Danielle in her voice, which was very high pitched because she was 12 fucking years old. Over at my house. What room? Oh, sorry, I can't even do that because John jumps in. John's like, the living room. Jenny's like, in the living room. Tammy's like, where were we? <laughs> John's like, asleep. Tammy's like, asleep? <laughs> John's like, asleep, yeah. Uh, Jenny's like, your mom's asleep in her bedroom and you were having sex in the living room. 
what made it happen the first time. <laughs> I was like, hormones, Jenny, duh. Like, what do you think made it happen? What do you, do you think that they sat there at 12 and 17 years old and they were like, listen, I really put a lot of time and in thinking into it. And I really think we should spend like four hours talking about our feelings about having sex. And then if we both decide that we're both in a good place about it, we should maybe consider doing it. Like, no, that's, how does it always happen, Jenny? How has it happened every time it's ever happened since the dawn of fucking human existence? <laughs> like, God damn it. Danielle's like, I don't know. It was just something that did happen. It wasn't planned or anything. It was just something that happened. I didn't plan for it to happen. <laughs> okay, so it just happened. Jenny asks John if he planned it, and John says, no, it just happened. So what I'm taking away from this, guys, is that it just happened, right? Are we all on the same page? John says, I asked her, you know, are you sure? And she said, yeah. So I said, okay. Which <laughs> was like a very unconvincing uh, explanation from John, like, oh yeah, I'm sure she had to pull your arm. Tammy's ugh, goes on this whole big thing to say, like, that she told him from the beginning, like, that she's 12 and he's 17 and he has to be mature and he agreed to it and said, well, yeah, I really liked her. And Jenny's like, okay, but he's already irresponsible, though, because he's dating her. I'm sorry, John, but somehow I just feel that she's 12 and she can't be expected to make a mature decision. But you're 17 and you should have made the right decision. That is correct, Jenny. One point to you. John mumbles and it's gross because it sounds like he says, well, I go out my way, I guess. But Jenny's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, hormones got in my way, I guess. Jenny's like, well, how do you feel now? Do you feel guilty? John's like, in a way, but it was our decision and it's done and it can't be undone. Jenny's like, well, are you planning on doing it again? And John's like, fuck, at this point, I don't know. I mean, Tammy offered me 20 bucks a week to not have sex with her, so... I don't know. <laughs> he says it like he's like it's a like it's a choice. Like if you were like, oh, you're gonna take that new job, or you, how do you like your job? He's like, I don't know. I mean, this other person offered me twenty dollars a week, so I don't know. That's also a good opportunity. <laughs> like it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't think that John is like a terrible human being, but I think he's making some terrible choices. Now we're gonna talk to the audience a little bit. This audience member in huge, ugly glasses that look spherical and big, ugly sweatshirt, but it's like not a hood sweater, sweatshirt, if you know what I mean. Uh, They said, if you really loved her, you wouldn't have had sex with her. You'd have waited till she was a mature age and you were at least 20 and she was 14 or 15. That's where it fell apart. That was where it fell apart right there. She was 14 or 15. Okay. She's only 12. What do your parents think? And John explains that his parents just found out like right before the show because they were going to find out anyway. Apparently his mom doesn't live with them. uh, So she doesn't really know anything about it. But she will when this goes live, I guess, he says, (laughs) when this goes live. And then they talk about the dad Tammy says, well, I told him Sunday night. I didn't think it was fair to shock him that way. He's very concerned about John. You know, John wants to be a police officer. And the audience at this, they murmur in disapproval. 
Jenny's like, yeah, it's a good job to have. It's a job you can't get if you're charged with statutory rape, though. Why haven't you just said you can't see him anymore? And then Tammy explains that she would rather have Danielle and her friends, quote, under her nose where I can see them. I think that's where you could smell them. It's actually kind of hard to see things under your nose. And it's better than her sneaking off. And Jenny's like, well, okay, if it happens again, will you charge him with statutory rape this time? Tammy says she can't say for sure. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Jenny asks John if he... Now we get into a weird thing. I don't... They never... There's things that never get explained on this show that we don't know. We don't know. Um, Like... Jenny asked John if he knows anyone who's been charged with rape for some reason. I don't know why. John, because Tammy just fucking said she's not going to charge him with rape, but okay. John talks about like a friend of a friend or something that was charged with date rape and statutory rape. Okay, well, that's a bit different. Uh, but he doesn't have any of the details that Jenny's asking him for. He just keeps saying that Robert knows more about it. Like, we're supposed to know who the fuck Robert is. He's like, yeah, yeah, Robert. Yeah, Robert knows all about it. We're like, okay, Robert. Now, finally, all the mysteries are revealed because we find out not only who Robert is, but Heather. Remember Heather? The Heather and Robert that went to... Planned Parenthood (laughs) with Tammy. Uh, Again, I still don't know how these people are related or whatever. Jenny tells us that Robert and Heather... These are our next guests, by the way. I just fucked that up. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was like, Jenny tells us, but then I didn't tell you. That's my job. Jenny tells us that Robert and Heather are dating, and they're up next. And Robert is... Well, that cut off, I guess. I don't know, like 20? 17? 20? I don't know. He's something gross. And Heather is 15. And Heather's... Oh, no, I think he was 17. Anyway, Heather's 15. And Heather's mom is here with them. And now we get our first commercial break. And we are 14 minutes and 20 seconds into this episode of Jenny Jones. Can you guys believe that? Have When was the last time you watched a show on actual factual TV and you didn't have to watch a commercial for 14 minutes and 20 seconds? They don't make them like they used to, eh? We have an audience member when we get back with super long blonde hair, a bit of a gap tooth, in some kind of like Brooklyn baseball type jersey. And she says to Danielle, did you tell your father? How did he react? Obviously, Danielle didn't tell her dad. Uh, Tammy told him. <clears throat> Sorry. Jenny says, what happened? Tammy, well, he and John have a very close relationship, but he pretty much ignored John. He wanted to do things to John, and I didn't allow him to because Danielle's just as responsible. I was like, nope, she's not. (sighs) An audience member says, she looks, okay, this lady, she's that teacher you had that was older and talked real slow, and you could make fun of her while she was writing on the chalkboard behind her back. She says, I think too much emphasis has been put on these children because that's what they are, children. I think the mother has let the daughter do too much too soon and she should be taking some of the blame. That's true. Jenny asks Tammy if she has any regrets. Tammy explains uh, that her mom was really strict, so she ran away to Sacramento at 13. 
Sacramento and Texas. I did sort of kind of try to look in Texas, but didn't help me when I was looking for him. Oh, well. Uh, at 13. Uh, and she didn't... Also, it's kind of weird to say I ran away to Sacramento. I don't know where you were living, though. Was that next door? Were you living in Portland or something? But that's far, assuming Sacramento is in Texas, which I don't know. Anyway... Tammy's like, I didn't want to be like that. And I was like, well, how's that working for you, though? It's funny when people, like, defend the positions they've taken as they're here to explain that their choices have led to shamble situations, you know? Jenny asks if she'd do, Tammy, if she'd do anything different, if she got some kind of mulligan situation. Tammy is like, I thought about it, and I think that even if I was there every waking moment, I could have prevented it, couldn't have prevented it, because they'd always sneak away or whatever, that's what I was trying to prevent. We welcome John into our family, we treat him like family, we treat his friends like family, and I was like, why? Like, that's so weird, like, why? (laughs) Why do you think your daughter's boyfriend when she's 12 is gonna, you think he's your son-in-law? Like, it's not gonna last weird uh we hoped he'd have better judgment so would she but you can't just blame john you can't even though danielle is 12 i've spoken with her about sex and drugs and everything and jenny's like well how are you gonna stop it happening again and tammy's like i don't know because if they break them up they'll sneak around together and then they'll definitely be alone tammy are we focused on the wrong problems that really that really shed some light on where I think the fault in Tammy's thinking is. Is that she's like, they're like, would you do anything different? And she's like, I don't know, because, you know, I can't be there all the time. I couldn't supervise them more. Or if I did, you know, there's always, I can't literally have my eyeballs on them 24 hours a day. And it's like, that is true. Is that the problem? Like, is the problem a lack of supervision or is the problem a lack of self-esteem? maybe some other problems. You know what I mean? I just don't think that the problem is a lack of supervision. You tried supervision. It didn't work. So, I don't know. That's just me. Jenny says, well, but it did happen again while you were asleep. Tammy says, well, I don't know. Who cares? With Again, it's not the problem. With John's father's help, tightened up John's curfew, and the girls' new house rules... They're not allowed to be together. They're not allowed to touch. I mean, not like, I guess, be together alone. Not allowed to touch other than hold hands. If they go out together, she sends Danielle's little sister with them them because then she'll tell on them and they know that. Great strategy. Not. (laughs) I just put a not in there because it's so lame. But I didn't want you guys to think I was being serious. A new audience person says, you have, you say you have house rules now, but what about cutting school? Because I was there. I used to cut school to go and do it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. And I think the five-year difference isn't a bad thing because, I mean, we all have different ages, but I think for him, it's more of an ego thing because she's so young, she's catering to him. And then Johnny Jones, I don't know, kind of misunderstands his point, I think. <laughs> she misconstrues it. She's like, you think it's an ego thing? Well, I disagree. A five-year age difference isn't a big thing if you're 30 and 25, but 12 and 17 is a big thing. I was like, I feel like that's what he was kind of saying. 
Um, but then no, because he just just doubles down. I guess he's like, yeah, but you got to know at that age that sexual activity is coming up. Yeah, I well, you know what? I don't know. I can't. I guess like twelve is kind of that cusp of like it's coming. Like I'm not saying full blown sex, but like that physical aspect of yourself is starting to blossom, and yeah, like you. You gotta know that it's, like, they're not Puritans, right? 12 to 17-year-olds aren't, like, Puritans. Jenny is like, well, I didn't. When I was 12, I ran away. Not for this reason. Uh, Jenny, I don't even care. Whatever. She passed for 16. She worked as a waitress. And she doesn't feel like, at 12, she was ready for sex. Tammy explains about the school that whatever blah 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 if she cuts school Tammy's gonna know about it good for you Jenny asks Danielle if she's in love with John and Danielle in the meekest possible little mouse voice is like mm-hmm the audience is not convinced Jenny says well what would happen if your mom just banned him from your life entirely and Danielle's like I don't know I wouldn't be very happy I'd be really depressed and Jenny's like but you could live with it you'd be fine. Danielle's like, I don't know. Jenny's like, could you? You wouldn't run away or anything. Danielle's like, no. Jenny's like, what grade are you in? Danielle's like, eight. (laughs) It's like, oh, yikes. Yikes, yikes. I do, I guess, have to like put in, this is weird. I feel like I should say this, but I didn't really know where. We'll just bury it right in the middle because then I feel like no one's going to listen this far anyway. Um, I'm pretty sure when I was in grade eight, I did date a guy who was 16 or 17. And I would say that was fairly facilitated by my parents because he, or at least by my mom, because he lived very far from me and I would never have seen him, uh, if I didn't have a ride to go see him. But I mean, we've talked about it on the opposite way too. I feel like just on this podcast on Montel, right? Like if, if you come down really hard and you're like, you can never see him then that's going to be problematic. Like, then you are kind of pushing them into the guy's arms because then, I don't know, it's just a natural reaction. When someone says you can't, especially when you're a teenager, you're like, I'm going to do it the most. (laughs) Um, So I get that. Like, I just feel like for me, for the position I was in, honestly, if somebody would have been like, no, I'm not going to drive you there, I would have been pretty fucked. Like, we could have talked on the phone, um, but it would have really decreased the number of things that happened, I would say. Jenny says, speaking of skipping school, or you're standing up. Can't leave a lady standing up. <laughs> like, some audience lady is standing up. She's like, oh, no. Gotta get over there. That would never happen. And Jenny 2.0, the most ancient audience member, says, Danielle... What is your definition of love? <laughs> Danielle's like, basically to care about somebody and want them to be really happy. Fair enough. For, to be put on the spot, asked what love is I for a 12-year-old. I think that's all right. Jenny asks them about some kind of pregnancy scare. Danielle mumbles through that she kind of maybe didn't, but maybe thought she was pregnant. Apparently one of the condoms that Tammy gave them broke. Not a good look for Tammy. Also not necessarily Tammy's fault. I'm sure she wasn't picking the fucking bottom of the barrel like condoms. Uh, Tammy, in another gross 
thing says, I keep close track of her cycle and I noticed she was late. It's <laughs> like, gross. Uh, too long, didn't read. She thought she was pregnant for two weeks, but she wasn't. In a very typical 12-year-old had sex for the first time kind of way, an audience member who's kind of effeminate and he's wearing like a leather... <laughs> What's that? Leatherman. <laughs> letterman style deep deep v-neck sweater over a crew neck did i write crew neck why would i write that i don't know it was a weird outfit did you feel you had to have sex with him to keep him as your boyfriend because he's so much older than you and danielle's like no i just feel like these were all talking points somebody must have fed these to the audience because i feel like they're weird questions that I don't know, they're leading questions and like, they're very 90s questions, I feel like, about sex, but maybe I'm just out of touch now. (laughs) I'm like ancient, 35. Jenny confirms, confirms she wasn't pressured, they were both just there. Oh, confirms with them, tells them once again, no, it just happened. Jenny goes into like grill mode. She's like, it just happened in the living room. And in your truck, where else did it happen? And John's like awkwardly laughing. And he's like, a a couple places. And Tammy's like, in my bathtub with my bubble bath. (laughs) Tammy, that is not your biggest problem. John is like still awkwardly laughing. And he's like, yeah, there's one. (laughs) Audience grumbling. Tammy's like, yeah, I'm not happy about this. Not for one second. Don't think that I am for a minute. It's just that I love both of them and we have to deal with this. I don't think yelling and screaming is going to make her a virgin again. It's not going to prevent them sexing again if they want to. Best I can do is keep open lines and keep watch on them. Uh, yeah, Tammy. I, yeah, again, I don't know if we're focused really on the right problem. Jenny wants to introduce... Our next story now, finally. We must be like two-thirds of the way into the episode. The mother, Sean, and the aforementioned Heather, who is 15. Sean is... I love Sean as a girl's name, by the way, first of all. Sean is the prettiest waitress you've ever seen in a seedy bar on the late, late shift. Like, this girl is closing. Sean closes the bar. She has keys. She's in this, like, beautiful, structured white dress. It's very fit, uh, teased, curly 90s hair, and then Heather's wearing a blue men's button-up collared shirt (laughs) with her hair in the half-pony top part, this, like, slicked right back in a barrette, and a dark-ass lip, and under-the-eye eyeliner. Jenny asks... Slash tells Heather, she's, oh, you've been having sex since you were 13? And Heather's like, yeah, 12, 13. And Jenny's like, 12, 13? Yeah. 11, 12? And she's like, no, 12, about to turn 13, or like just turned 13. Cusp of 13, shall we say. Jenny's like, oh, so how's your relationship with your mom? Heather says, not good, they fight a lot. Jenny says, tell me about your last fight. This seemed like a stupid soundbite type leading question. Tell me about your fight. Heather's like, well, she threw a pumpkin at me. There's like this big laugh. Jenny asks if it was cooked or not. And she's like, it makes a difference. I was like, I guess. Like, 
I get what, what like it does it does it does make a difference like if somebody's gonna throw like a full uncooked pumpkin at me that could really hurt like I think that would really take me out so that's not nice if somebody threw cooked like pie filling pie filling pie filling pumpkin at my face that would be horrible in a different way I get like it does make a difference but also it doesn't make any difference (laughs) it's still bad Sean like drunken finger points at Heather and she's like I did not throw a pumpkin at this child if I'd thrown a pumpkin at this child I really would have hit this child with it I picked it up I told her to get back in the kitchen she was arguing I go to school during the day I work at a bar at night we've we'd never get back to the pumpkin story don't think you're gonna learn about what happened (laughs) don't I I don't know if it was cooked or uncooked even that's that's the last we hear about the pumpkin uh Sean works nights goes to school during the day Jenny asks well who's watching them while she's working while you're working and Sean's like well she's 15 (laughs) which is fair doesn't really need a babysitter 15 technically uh she says she wanted to babysit since she was 12 so thought she could be cool about it obviously I was wrong Jenny's like, well, how did you find out she was sexually active? And Sean, with obviously no regrets, says, I read her diary. Sean is very performative. Like, I don't know if Sean... Is Sean a waitress slash actress or something? Because that's what she's giving me. She's pretty. It just, it really comes off weird. She's like, I read her diary. Like, so happy. Like, she's, uh, what's her name? Betty's mom from Riverdale or something. Jenny confirms Heather was not psyched about this clear invasion of her privacy. And Sean's like, well, my privacy was invaded when she had her friends over and they stole all my shit. She didn't say all my shit. There was a bunch of shit. It included checks that were forged. She was lying to me. I don't know what's happening. Jenny asks what made her most mad from her mad from the diary and Sean says she won't put name names or put the studio at risk I was like of what like okay but she learned that she was sexually active when she was 13 and he was 14 and she was very hurt and then when they broke up Jenny's like asking her to clarify she's like so you were letting her date at 13 and Sean's like yeah like normal 13 year old shit like going skating going to his house when her parents and other kids were there come to find out his parents were not home (laughs) tell me that wasn't a game we all played as teenagers Sean and Heather uh we got a Chiron mom can't stop 15 year old daughter from having sex well I'm sure she's the only one eh (laughs) (laughs) Jenny asks Heather if her mom confronted her after the diary reading. Obviously, she did. Sean was max dramatic about it, obviously. Heather noticed, like, Heather went to find her diary. She was like, oh, it's not here. Mom, where's my diary? And Sean, like, pulled it out. I'm sure, I'm sure she was, in a way, not in her looks, but, like, in her ways, Sean really gives me Deb's OG from teen mom like just the way she like carries herself and puts all this shit out like they're in a soap opera currently being filmed <laughs> like get over it sean pulls it out and like lays it on the bed open to the page where it was at uh, which is apparently something about sex 
then this Jenny then asks her, I guess again, like just kind of the same question twice, what angered her most about what was in the diary. And John says she was most upset to see how low her daughter's self-esteem is, that she doesn't love or respect herself. Audience applauds. <laughs> it seemed like a weird spot for applause, but all right. In agreement, I guess. But also, Sean, you're kind of in charge of her self-esteem right now. Like, so it's not great for you. Jenny tells us that Heather is now in a relationship with a 17-year-old boy. And honestly, 15 and 17 is not a big deal. Like, I don't know why we're on a show called Teens Dating Older Boys. Like, barely. And her boyfriend, the infamous Robert, now joins us by phone. We see his picture, and he looks exactly like a young Breckenmeyer, which might have also been because it was the look of 1992. If you're not familiar off the top of your head with Breckenmeyer, then congratulations, you're a normal person, um, and not Breckenmeyer, but because <laughs> I'm sure Breckenmeyer knows who Breckenmeyer is. Anyway, he was in Go and Road Trip and Clueless, probably no one from Clueless, Rat Race, he was a big, the craft, he was a big thing, things of that nature, you know, in the 90s, it was a big deal, Jenny is like, well, tell me about your relationship, do you think she's too young for you, Rob's like, I mean, in some ways I do, but in some ways I don't, <laughs> cool, Jenny's like, well, when did you become sexually active with her, Rob's like, mm, with her, um, maybe like two to three weeks after we started dating, Jenny's like, did you practice safe sex? Rob says, not the first time, no. <laughs> Jenny's like, did you feel that was maybe irresponsible? <laughs> Rob's like, uh, yeah. Jenny's like, only one time didn't you didn't practice safe sex? And Robert's like, no, more than that. And Sean, in this really bitchy, <laughs> max dramatic Debs OG way, says, I almost became a grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> which sounds I don't know it's just the thing is she says it like a grandmother but again she's only probably like 36 max and she's like we went through a pregnancy scare and it wasn't until last weekend it really came out what was happening Jenny asks if Heather could be pregnant now and Heather hums and haws about this but Sean says with pretty clear certainty no she couldn't be pregnant right now Firmly confident. I think Heather probably doesn't understand enough about periods to, like, really know. Again, it's pretty normal for being 15 where you, like, talk to a boy. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Promise everybody's done that once. Jenny asks Robert what he thinks about that. Does he want a child? And Robert says, yeah. Sean's like, he's got a child. He's dating a child. But she kind of gets cut off, so the joke doesn't really land. But I thought it was funny. Jenny sets us up before the commercial break, which is what, like, our second commercial break? I just feel like I just keep talking and talking. Sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry. It's my podcast, so that's why I have it. Jenny tells Robert that when they get back, she's going to ask about how they get away with having sex when they're not supposed to and where they have sex. And then she's like, because I already know. (laughs) So you want to just tell us or... No? Okay. We go to commercial and we get a little outro fact. I don't know why I always insist on writing these down because they're always stupid. But here you go, y'all. 75% of all young women and men aged 14 to 21 
are dating. The average age they start is 15. Average age sexually active young women first had sex? Question mark. 15.8. Young men. 15.4. That stat comes from Seventeen Magazine. Jenny throws to Heather. Tell me about your first time. Gross. Why do we keep having to ask these young girls about their sexual history? It's so disgusting. Tell me about your first time. Are you planning on having sex the first time? Heather's like with Robert. Everyone's like, ooh. Jenny's like, no, your first sexual experience. You were 12. Heather's like 12, 13. Really? You're really going to die on the cross of this 12, 13 thing. Jenny's like, where were you? At my boyfriend's house. How old is he? 14. So again, not crazy. Like 12, 13, 14. You're fine. What happened? Heather says, well, we were kissing and then one thing just led to another. Heard that before. That was the same thing that happened to John and Danielle. So it must be something in the water in their town. That definitely never happens. Oh, Jenny's like, did you like it? Heather's like, uh, yeah. Oh, the audience is laughing. But then Jenny's like, well, not all of us do, you know. Uh-huh, I was just asking. <laughs> Jenny, that's weird. Jenny's like, oh, gross. Again, it's gross. It gets to gross territory. Jenny's like, so can I ask how many boys you've been with since then? And Heather's like, not that many. Jenny's like, well, that's more than the first guy, and now Robert then. Where, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Probably at least three. Where do you sneak off to to do it? Heather's like, well, sometimes I'll skip school, go to the park, go to a friend's house or something. Uh, Jenny's like, ever done it at home? And then Heather, in a voice that she has not used on this whole stage once, she's like, no! <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> that was us as hell an audience member in an ugly 90s stripey patterned sweater and an ear length hair with a swoopy bang but it's a guy i think maybe it's a guy who drives the subaru i don't know heather aren't you worried about being oh no was it i think i'm thinking of a different guy i don't maybe he does drive a super <laughs> no fucking idea but i wouldn't know that necessarily from well maybe from his sweater anyway he comes in hard and he's like heather are you worried about being the school slut or something <laughs> jenny's like well that might be a good question for robert who's on the phone why <laughs> like, okay i feel like it was a reasonable question for heather but okay I mean, I didn't like the use of the word slut. I didn't like the framing of it. But, like, for the 90s, I, uh, yeah, I expect that kind of question to come up, I guess. But not for Robert. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear Robert's opinion of it. But Jenny does. She says, Robert, do you worry about that? About being with a girl that maybe other people think is a little loose? (laughs) Look at Jenny. Oh, my God. It's not 1974. (laughs) Rob says, well... So far at school, I've heard a lot about Heather. Sometimes it gets me irritated to hear it, knowing I'm going out with her. A few of her friends want to go out with me, so they'll tell me stuff about her trying to break us up. Stories about her going to the bathroom with people, giving head to them, or sleeping with them in the bathroom. <laughs> Jenny's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He, she asks for a cleaner version, and he's like, uh, about the bathroom? <laughs> She's like, no, no. I just anything else you might have to say. And he's like... Okay, well, I've just heard a lot of stuff about her. And Jenny's like, well, how does that make you feel? And Robert says, 
Okay, I just very clearly. Jenny says, how does that make you feel like? Rob says, angry, pissed off. And Jenny says, well, that's two, Robert. <laughs> I was like, was there a limit? Like, you didn't... Are we just putting... We're putting word counts on feelings now? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, Jenny asks him what he wants from Heather. A serious relationship, but, like, I don't know if she wants it. I just want someone to be loyal to me and stuff. <laughs> it's like, okay, Cody Brown. <laughs> like, you're so weird. Uh, Cody... Okay, the other guy was stupid. Robert's also stupid. I guess we'll also... I mean, he's also 17, but, like... I have a feeling Robert's not going to grow out of it <laughs> just because he seems to really be full douchebag. It might par- partly be like the Breckenmeyer picture of it that <laughs> kind of gives that impression though. Jenny asks Heather and Heather says she's in love with Robert and wants to marry him. Apparently Robert asked her to marry him at some point. Robert confirms that's true, but he's not really the chatty Kathy he was two minutes ago when he was talking about the bathroom BJ's. I guess it was about um, a week ago that this pro- proposal happened. Jenny asks when they want to get married. And Heather's like, when I'm 18, because my mom won't sign the papers. And the audience cheers like Sean won the fucking gold medal in the 100-meter sprint. <laughs> Good job, Heather. We did not consent to underage marriage. Jenny says, well, did you ever think, you know, it wasn't that long ago I was in school. And I was like, yeah, right, Jenny. And when I was that age, we thought 16 to 17-year-old boys were just after sex. And they'd say anything to get it. Do you ever think about that, Robert? Again, how is that a question for Robert? Like, ask Heather. Uh, Anyway, they both kind of say that, well, when they started going out, sex wasn't everything. I want to point out he did say they had sex like two or three weeks after they started going out. So, I mean, kind of a short non-honeymoon period, I guess. But when you're young, these things move quickly. Uh, Jenny Jones like throws Rob's pre-interview into his face. He Apparently he said basically teenage boys have one thing on their minds, getting laid. And Robert now tries to, to I don't know, scale that back, I guess. Lock that back a little bit. He says, mm-hmm, but that's not, that does not me. I'm saying that's teenage boys, but not me. I'm the exception <laughs> to that. Uh, when I got with Heather, it wasn't for the sex. The first time we did it, I was actually upset. <laughs> like, yeah, right. He's, yeah, I don't know. He seems more manipulative to me. So, yeah, I don't know. Jenny is just like, so you're an idiot, basically. <laughs> she doesn't believe him at all. We get a commercial. We get another outro fact. And it is, the guy's house is the most popular place to have sex. <laughs> from the from the Sassy slash Dirt Magazine teen sex survey. What is Sassy slash Dirt Magazine? Sassy Dirt Magazine. I don't know what that is. What is it about? That's not a good name. Teen sex survey. Barf. Up now, we get AJ Bill. Apparently, they, they, they say that that's his name, AJ Bill. That's two first names, I think. I don't know if AJ is even really a first name. AJ Bill. And his daughter, Melissa, who's 15 years old. 
this is where we buried the lead. This is where I was like, oh, okay, a party is here, guys. <laughs> AJ says, my daughter will not be neat for those hormone crazy maniacs. <laughs> Love AJ. AJ, he's a little plump. He looks actually, and this is terrible, because I... I don't know his name, and I don't know his character's name, but he looks like the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, the short, nerdy kind of one. He looks like that, only a little plumper. He's got this checkered, collared green shirt over a dark green Mr. Rogers sweater. With a purple... No, the sweater goes on top. The collared shirt underneath. The purple v-neck like on the sweater like if it was like a weird 90s teal green with a purple v-neck detail (laughs) around um the edge and like white pants like I wanted to give him the benefit of being like oh it's a very light khaki I think they were white it was it was a weird choice Melissa is the cutest fucking 15 year old girl that existed in 1992. She looks like Blossom. <laughs> she just, just looks adorable. She's got her long hair pulled back with a big clip of something, kind of like a scrunchy clip. Blossom. It was like a Blossom clip. Blossom clip. She had like a red black kilt and a black turtleneck sweater. Uh, Jenny Jones quotes AJ's pre interview where he said, I won't even let her go to the public library. We all know what goes on there. AJ's like, you're damn right. Jenny's like, what goes on at the library? AJ's like, it's a hangout spot for these boys. That's where all the girls hang out, evidently, because parents leave their kids at the library. And then the best part of this whole fucking thing, John cuts in to say, that's not true. I would never go to the library. <laughs> I like, John, what the fuck point is that that you're trying to make? <laughs> like, shh, shh, stop, stop, stop. Shh, don't talk now. Don't talk now, John. And AJ's like, yeah, because he's going to her house and gets it there. That's why he doesn't need to go to the library. Why go check out a book when he can go check it out at home? And then he, like, kind of, I don't know, explains, I don't, I think AJ's kind of playing it up, but even underneath, he's usually like, listen, here's the reasonable side of what I'm saying, right? He's like, I go, I don't not let her go to the library. She goes to the library, I go with her, she gets her books, we go a couple of times a week, she does homework, whatever, I'm not, like, up in her business, like, and then Jenny's like, I thought you weren't even allowed to talk when you were at the library, what fucking happened to libraries? AJ is like, okay, we live in LA, all right? It's a big fucking library. There's a lot of corners. They can leave the library also. <laughs> I was like, that is kind of a fair point. Uh, Jenny's like, oh, what's it like living with this guy, Melissa? Melissa's like, scary, but she's laughing. Melissa's a sweet girl. Jenny's like, well, tell me what you can't do. <laughs> Melissa, this is, I'm going to try to talk like Melissa. The problem is I think Melissa and I probably talk similar (laughs) but uh word for word this is this is really like word for word I will pretty much say that when I'm doing Melissa it is verbatim she's like okay I'm not allowed to cut my hair I'm not allowed to talk to guys on the phone I can't date I can't wear certain clothes I can't wear makeup and Jenny's like nail polish and she's like well this is a special occasion so I'm allowed to wear it this is the darkest color I was allowed to pick see 
I bet those, I bet you those people back there can't even see it, okay? <laughs> Jenny's like, asks her about getting caught talking to boys on the phone. And, like, I, I don't know. I kind of, it's like I cut it off, but then I wish I hadn't, uh, I didn't write all of it verbatim for Melissa, but then I wanted to, but then I didn't because it really was very long is the problem. But she explains once that, okay, she's not, Melissa's not to talk to the, to boys on the phone. And she explains that one of her best friends gave her number to a boy, even though she knew that she wasn't, that Melissa wasn't supposed to talk to boys. And the boy called it and she was like, I can't talk to you. I'll be in trouble. And he was like, no, it'll be fine. And she was like, no, I'll be in trouble. And he was like, oh, I'll just talk for a few minutes. And she was like, no, I'll be in trouble. And then I guess her dad overheard her being like, I'm going to be in trouble. (laughs) He picked up the phone and the boy was like, no, your dad won't even know. Just talk for a couple of minutes. It'll be fine. Um, So based on just picking up the phone and hearing a boy being like, no, your dad doesn't need to know. (laughs) Obviously, AJ lost his fucking shit. I mean, partly that's justified. Partly maybe AJ's wound a little bit tight. But anyway, so... Um, her dad picked up the phone he's like who's on the line and I said nobody but it was a guy so I got in trouble (laughs) and he's like what was the punishment and AJ tells us that um, she Melissa lost her phone for a month lost the TV out of her room lost the stereo out of her room for a week but then he's like let me back it up she knows the rules about the phone she can talk with her girlfriends on the phone as long as she wants I have call waiting, so it's all good. I know I won't miss a call. <laughs> it's like 90s problems. Uh, he says, I didn't listen to her explanation at first because I was furious. And then the day after at dinner, we talked about it. And she explained that she didn't give out the number her friend did. And he wasn't supposed to call. So I took all the restrictions off. And we changed our number. And I told her not to give it out to that friend again. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was really with you until we got to changing your number. Like, you shouldn't have to change your number because a boy has it. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of crazy, but all right. Um, also, I want to say that I really, really felt for Melissa here. Here's something about my life when I was a kid. My dad particularly would go to bed pretty early at like 9 p.m. Like lights out at 9 p.m. every night. Good for him. I'm jealous. I should have such discipline. But my parent, my friends would call after nine o'clock <laughs> and my dad would lose his shit. There was a phone right next to his bed because he was on call a lot. So not a lot, but he had to do on call stuff. So there was a phone next to his bed. Um, so it would ring and he'd get woken up and I'd get screamed at. And here's the thing about that is that I actually don't fucking control who calls me. I'm here at my house <laughs> where I am. My friends are at their house where they are. I can't go and say don't like right before they're about to dial do, 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 do. hey don't do that uh I can't do that I'm not there I told them all a million times don't call me after 9 p.m I will be in huge shit but did it still continue to happen all the time yes and that sucks <laughs> Melissa I'm sorry that that happened to you my cat's here so if you hear my cat then fucking deal with it he's gonna purr probably and be pretty loud sorry um distracted by the cat anyway so Jenny's like on I don't know she's just devil's advocate I guess she's like that's a little I mean 
you must think these people, like, uh, by which she means Sean and Tammy, uh, you must think these people are the worst people in the world. <laughs> like, I do. Me. <laughs> kind of do. Not in the world, but, I mean, they're not winning. AJ's like, okay, but listen, when I picked up the phone, what I heard was the guy saying, come on, Melissa, your father doesn't need to know, okay? That's what really set me off. If he'd say that to her, what is he after? And Jenny's like, well, what were you after when you were 17? And AJ's like, not that. And I don't know if I've done a good job in my voice acting today, guys. But uh, yeah, I don't think that's what AJ was after in high school either. I think he was after that dick. <laughs> it, just, it just really seems to give that impression. An audience member, oh, the Brooklyn Jersey girl's back again. The gap tooth one. She kind of looks like a handsome brother. And she says, don't you think you're a little strict and that she might sneak out and get pregnant? Because you're so strict. <laughs> this is like, oh, in the best monologue. This is like, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. I cannot sneak out. Okay. Now, would you like to hear what he does? Okay. Now, he got hurt at work. So he stays up all night, right? So he says he can't sleep, right? I have a dog, okay? This dog, if he goes near the dog, it'll start barking, okay? Second, okay, if you get up, the dog, like, doesn't want you to leave, so he'll start barking at you, and he'll be barking, you know, the whole time you walk. He'll follow your legs and bark at you. So I couldn't leave anyway, because he never sleeps. He'll sleep when I'm at school. Second, we have those security doors, okay? That they have the little itty-bitty holes so you can see through them, and they're steel doors, okay? They got a deadbolt you need to open with a key. Now, how do you sneak out of the house with that thing? I got one on my window. We got bars on all our windows. <laughs> it's a very cute rant. <laughs> Jenny's like, she just she's the most 15-year-old 15-year-old I've ever heard in my life. She's so cute. Bless her heart. And Jenny's like, oh, oh, Heather has a way. Uh, Heather has an answer. What, are you a sneak-out expert, Heather? And then Heather's like, yeah. My mom, she put the same kind of lock on her door. It's still a... It's a steel, oh, still, steel door. It's a steel door. And also she locks the windows. Um, and she's like, I just kicked it down. And Melissa's like, a steel door? <laughs> and Heather's like, yeah. And Melissa's like, ooh. <laughs> she gives like an oof. Like, what the fuck, Louise? Like, she looks scared of Heather. She looks very scared of Heather. And Heather's like, with two kicks. Uh, Sean's like, yeah, so we reinforced it with nails. So I got a type of deadbolt that needed two keys. First night I was out at work. She took the screwdriver and she should really work with her hands. She's good with tools. Took the whole thing apart. <laughs> Jenny's like, but you shouldn't have to lock your daughter in the house. Like, this is unbelievable. And Sean's like, but it didn't help. It didn't even help. After I soldered and put putty over the screws, <laughs> I was like, Sean, are we working on the right problem? Like, again, is the problem that the security you put on your house to lock your daughter inside wasn't tight enough? Or could we zoom out a little bit and think about what choices you're making as a parent that are causing your daughter to sneak out of the house at night? I don't know. That's just me. AJ is like, can I ask where she was when her daughter was doing this? And I was like, sick burn AJ, who's on disability. Like, I don't know if we already heard that. Oh, yeah, we did. He got hurt at work. So, yeah, it's easy to be home all the time when you're on disability. 
Sean was working and doesn't sound happy about the insinuation of the question. <laughs> Fair enough. We get a commercial, but apparently later, uh, AJ is going to call out Robert by phone as well. Can you guys hear my cat? He's purring so loud. Holy shit. Um, we got an outro fact. Over 70% of girls and 80% of guys would go out with someone even if their parents objected. <laughs> 17 Mary Magazine. Which means that 30% of girls and 20% of guys are losers. <laughs> Most insane commercial happens now. This is what I was really starting to get into it. Where I was like, holy fuck, like, now I'm riveted. The first part, Tammy and Danielle, I was like, oh, this feels weird. Now I'm like, what the fuck is happening? AJ and... Well, it wasn't even just AJ, though. Like, AJ is very engaging. Um, but his daughter is truly just as engaging Melissa like she's so cute um anyway there were commercials the commercials weren't cut out in this and I really tried uh, it's just in my nature to want to make fun of commercials like it's just my most fundamental like gut reflex instinct uh but I try to I try to contain it there was a really funny one where this girl was like oh what's worse than a yeast infection how about the cost to cure it? Is there anything cheaper? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, Tic Tacs? That'd be cheaper. Like, <laughs> what a weird... It was weird. Anyway, this point, the most insane commercial came on. I hope I can do it justice. So there's, like, a horse and a carriage driving on a street decorated for Christmas. A man... He kind of looked like Jim Halpert. In the worst old man costume maybe I've I've ever seen. With, like, the beard and the whole thing. Uh, he's walking with, like, a paper in his hand. And some lady is like, Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. And he's like, bah, humbug. Now, the carriage door opens with smoke pouring out of it. And Scrooge says, Marley? And then the worst ever Elvis impersonator says, Having a blue Christmas, Scrooge? Well, don't let so gump, man. I'm here to help. <laughs> Scrooge is like, it's this Christmas list. Tiny Tim. Bob Cratchit. Like, you know how Scrooge was always so concerned about what he was going to get the people on his Christmas list? <laughs> and then Elvis is like, buy them all a big stir waterbed. <laughs> Scrooge is like... You are a prince. And Elvis is like, actually, I'm more like a king. <laughs> That's it. Scrooge also, by the way, was in a, a... It had the old tiny like cloak over it, but when you really looked at it, it was a gray suit. It was a gray suit. It was not an 1800s suit. It was a gray suit that you have in your closet right now if there's a man living in your house. Jenny Jones... Has, like, another little intro thing, blah, blah, blah. But it ends with her asking Melissa if she was even allowed to go to Homecoming. And AJ's like, she could go. And Melissa's like, yeah, well, he said I could go, but I had to go with a girl. (laughs) And the audience member is like, I admire you, Melissa, but I would like to know from your father, what are you protecting her from and what are you afraid of? And AJ's like, fucking guys like that right there. (laughs) Look at John. John. His name is John. That's who. Um, And he talks about, like, how, I don't know what the boys were saying backstage. He says they're positive proof. 
I think it should be proof positive. Positive proof. As to what boys want nowadays. And Melissa's friends. Melissa's friends are exactly into what these girls are into. That dude. Jenny Jones. I'm sorry. It's gross. Jenny's like. I want to know. What I want to know is. Heather and Danielle. How would you like it if AJ was your father? And Heather's like. I would kill him. (laughs) Tammy asks AJ if he's ever been in love. And doesn't let him answer. And then she's like, I had parents like you, and I snuck out, and I ran away. I got married to Danielle's father at 16. Thank God I'm still married to him. I don't know what Tammy's point is. But if <laughs> she's like, if you were my father, I agree with Heather. I'd probably kill you in your sleep. Okay. I wasn't expecting, like, a, a death threat here. <laughs> but okay. And AJ is like, uh, oh, my gosh. Now my cat's going to take a piss. I just want some quiet in my life. I have to wait like three weeks for there to be a quiet enough time for me to podcast. And now my cat's fucking scraping away in the litter box. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys for being so fucking rad and not crushing me on fucking ratings and reviews and whatever. Sorry, y'all. Alright, AJ wants... We're almost done, by the way. I know this is super long. I'm sorry. AJ's like, where the fuck is your father? Why isn't your father here taking accountability? And where's your father when this guy's sleeping with her daughter? And I was like, I assume not in the room. Like, I don't, I don't know. Probably sleeping in bed with the mom. Uh, why isn't he taking responsibility? And then Jenny reminds him that Sean is a single mom. But AJ clarifies, like, obviously I wasn't talking about Sean. I'm talking about Tammy and Danielle. Um, and then AJ is like, you asked me, she said when she was a kid, she did this, she did that. What kind of example has she set for her daughter by allowing her to have sex? And Tammy's like, I didn't allow my daughter to have sex. And AJ's like, you let him into your home. He's a friend of the family, a friend of the family sleeping with my daughter. No, thank you. It's your responsibility. And then Tammy's like, it's your responsibility. I was like, no, it's not. Um, but she tries to turn that around. Uh, your responsibility is going to walk out that door as soon as she's able to. And AJ's like, do you see my daughter walking out? It may- Okay, first of all, we already went over the fact that she can't because she lives in fucking Rikers. But she's like, it may happen one day. My daughter wants to leave home because she doesn't like my room, my rules. She has the door. It is open for her. When she's 18, but as long as she lives with me, she will live morally and responsibly. <laughs> it's like, again, I don't know, based on results, I feel like Melissa's way better. Like, she's doing better than Heather and Danielle, it seems like. God, I wish I could have found these people on Facebook. I just wanted to know if any, like, I wanted to know if there were any teen pregnancies. All, everything. I just wanted to know everything, but I found nothing. And that's, I found fucking Nanoxal lining. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Okay, can't, what the fuck? My cat. Oh, I'm sorry. My cat just sat on my phone that I'm using to record. So whatever noise that made, that was the sweet, sweet sound of my cat's ass. Oh, again, thank you for listening this long. I really appreciate it. Uh, there's a commercial. And Jenny Jones, for that whole ramp, by the way, from AJ and like that, whatever that back and forth was. Uh, 
Okay, see, the thing is, guys, I know I'm just making it worse because I keep talking about the cat, but I really just want to be done talking right now, amazingly. It only takes two hours, I guess. But (laughs) I normally shut my cat out of the basement when I do this, and today I watched a video that was like, cats don't like being shut out of doors, and I listened to it, and I empathize, and now I'm paying the price. But my cat feels like he's in control of his domain. So you guys can all put that in your ears and enjoy the sound of his happiness. Okay, so the girl that... uh, As AJ was on his rant, Jenny was standing in the audience next to a lady who was also standing because she obviously wanted to say something. This lady had a power suit in... I'm going to call it a Kermit green, a real strong Kermit shade of green. We get this, but and she never even gets to talk. She just fucking stands there like an idiot. And then we go to commercial. And when we come back, we talk to a different lady in the audience. So fuck this girl, I guess, in her ugly blazer. They probably, after they went to commercial, the, the camera people were like, we can't adjust the color for that. You're going to have to sit down. Uh, we get an outro fact. If pregnancy occurred, 85% of young women and men would tell their parents. 15% would not. 15% are dumb as fuck. Like, I mean, yeah, uh, that's stupid. I guess I'm not taking into account abortion, but like, that's dumb. I feel like your parents are probably going to find out. And I kind of wanted to, I don't know, I just feel weird telling the story, but I feel like it's not mine to tell. But um, I knew someone who fully had a baby in high school and didn't tell her parents until she was in labor with the baby and when her mom found her and was like oh my fucking god get in the truck (laughs) go to the hospital I remember her saying that the first thing she said was like don't tell dad (laughs) being like I think he's gonna notice like I just it's a hard it's a hard thing to cover up a full fucking baby anyway as I said when we come back from commercial some other lady I think it was a lady they were very androgynous, but they were in a super ugly cardigan. <laughs> that is for sure. They said, when is she going to make her own decisions? And AJ's like, when she's 18. <laughs> He's like, well, she's making decisions now. We discuss. We come to a mutual understanding. Melissa's kind of rolling her eyes. <laughs> so Jenny push pushes and she's like, is it is it mutual, Melissa? <laughs> Melissa just comes in with another great fucking Melissa story she's like let me give you an example okay so we went down to so-and-so okay and he gave me money okay he said to get something um and now he says to buy lunch but whatever I can't I can't do it it was too much it was so cute but it was too much so she was going out I thought she said Melrose or something I don't live in LA Whatever. She was going with her friends and her dad gave her money and he meant it to be for lunch. And then she was like, I'm going to get jeans. And then she couldn't find jeans. She found a dress and the dress was really cute. And he later, a week later, he said he didn't like it. He said it or back and then backstage, he said it showed her boobs and the video cut out. That was it. We'll never hear about the dress from AJ's point of view. We'll never hear him tear a strip out of Robert. And that's TV for you, isn't it? It's a very 90s problem. <laughs> like, it felt 
it felt correct and that I was like, I can't even believe this hasn't happened to me before. And I feel bad for you guys. I don't know. But honestly, I mean, it is what it is. I couldn't talk any longer. Could you imagine if there'd been an extra 15 minutes or something on this? Like, that's impossible. There couldn't have been that much is the thing. Is I'm sure what I watched was 47 minutes. It had commercials in it. And there were a lot of commercials towards the end. So I don't think I missed a lot, a lot. I wish I hadn't missed anything, but there you are. All we can do is just be grateful for the time we had together. And for the wonderful slash probably pedophile YouTubers who upload these masterpieces of good, bad television. Not all the best, not all of them. This one, I think, might have been gross. It just gets gross when we start asking, but like I said about like, Tell me about the first time you had sex. Where were you? What was it like? Why did you do it? Like, it's so weird and gross. And that's disgusting. So on that awesome note, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Thank you for being here. If you have a quick moment to rate and or review and or subscribe, I appreciate any and all of that. Thank you so much for sticking it out and listening to this one through to the end. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for sticking with me generally as we transition into this once monthly schedule as opposed to the weekly schedule. Again, for the third or fourth time, I think, in the past two hours, I'll say it again and I'll say it again. It's not a lack of love or inspiration. It's mostly just a lack of time and opportunities for silence. (laughs) So yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Come back again soon and I will talk to you next month and it'll be Christmas. So, well, it won't be Christmas. It'll be Christmas month. So I'll come up with something really festive for everyone and yeah enjoy your american thanksgiving if you're american okay bye